We scale the rough bricks of the building's facade. Their crumbling edges soften under our claw-like fingers. They jut out of the flat, adenoid face of the wall to provide easy footholds. We could have used fire escapes. We could have climbed up, up, past the indifferent faces of the walls. Their windows cataracted with shutters. We could have bounded up in the joyful cacophony of corrugated metal and barely audible whispers of the falling rust shaken loose by our ascent. We could have flown. But instead we hug the wall, press our cheeks against the warm bricks, the filigree of age and weather covering their surface imprints on our skin. Steely gray, like the thunderous skies above us. We rest, clinging to the wall, our fingertips nestled in snug depressions in the brick, like they were made especially for that clinging. We are almost all the way to the steep roof red with shingles shaped like fish scales. We look into the lone window lit with a warm glow, the only one with open shutters and smells of sage, lamb and chlorine wafting outside. We look at the long bench decorated with alembics and retorts and colored powders and bunches of dried herbs and bowls of watery sheep's eyes from the butcher's shop down the alleyway. We look at the girl. Her porcelain face is cracked, a recent fall, an accident. And we worry as we count the cracks cobwebbing her cheek and her forehead radiating from the point of impact like sun rays. Yes, we remember the sun. Her blue eyes, facets of expensive glass colored with copper salts, look into the darkness, and we do not know if she can see us at all. But she smiles and waves at us and the bronzed wheel bearings of her joints squeak their mechanical greeting. She pushes the lock of dark, dark hair. She doesn't know, but it used to belong to a dead boy. Behind her delicate ear, a perfect and pink seashell. Her deft hands, designed for grinding and mixing and measuring, smooth the front of her fashionably wide skirt, and she motions to us. Come in, she says. We creep inside through the window. Grudgingly, gingerly, we creep. We could have flown. We grow aware of our not belonging, of the grayness of our skin, of our stench. We smell like pigeon shit, and we wonder if she notices. We fill her entire room with our rough, awkward, sour bodies. We seek your help, we say. Her cracked porcelain face remains as expressionless as ours. I am honored, she says. Her blue eyes bulge a little from their sockets, taking us in. Her frame clicks as she leans forward, curious about us. Her dress is low cut and we see that there is a small transparent window in her chest, where a clockwork heart is ticking along steadily. 
and we cannot help but feel resentful of the sound, and by extension, of her, the sound of time falling away grain by grain. The time that dulls our senses and hardens our skins, the time that is in too short supply. I will do everything I can, she says, and our resentment falls away too. Giving way to gratitude falls like dead skin. We bow and leap out of the window, one by one by one, and we fly, hopeful for the first time in centuries.